broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues that working women face. I am your host, Deanna johnson Common. Before I start today's discussion and introduce my guest, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the Working Woman Radio Show is a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can meet pretty much almost any budget. So if you would like more information about becoming a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com and click on the link for sponsorship, download the information, and give us a call. We will be happy to help you. Now that I've taken care of that little bit of business, I want to go ahead and move on to the topic for today's show. But first, let me introduce you to my guest. She happens to be my youngest daughter, Adriana Cawthon, uh, who's in the studio with me today. Um, Now, Adriana has actually been on the show before, but just in case you don't remember um, who she is, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a 14-year classically trained pianist. As an accomplished pianist, she has performed numerous uh, times and and she's won several awards. Um, She has her own, she operates her own studio, piano studio, called the Cawthon Piano Studio here in Decatur, Georgia. She's been teaching private and group piano lessons for three years. She's actually starting on her fourth year in the fall. In addition to her musical accomplishments, Adriana loves to bake. She loves to upcycle clothes and create new fashions. Uh, She has uh, her dog, Carolina, who she loves to spend time with. Um, She attends Clayton State University, where she's been accepted into the honors program, and she's pursuing a degree in music composition. Welcome to the studio, Adriana. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me here. It's good to be back on the show. Terrific, terrific. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. And the, the topic for today is, um, is about um, creating um, an emergency um, plan, or maybe better said, toolbox for the working woman. Um, if I've learned anything in 54 years of living, almost 55, is to expect the unexpected. And I know you're only 18, but you, 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 you've been there and done some of this too. So um, it's not really a matter if emergencies are going to happen. It's really a matter of when they're going to happen because they're going to happen. Um, I mean, let's think about this year to, to 2020 and just think about all the crazy stuff that's happened this year. I mean, we are technically still in a pandemic, although, you know, a lot of our regular routines have, um, have um, resumed. But um, with that came working from home, um, kids being home, doing school from home. Um, so it, it wasn't anything that was planned. It just sort of happened and we had to kind of just deal with it. Um, some, some of us unfortunately even got sick and, um, ended up being in the hospital. Um, we had a lot of frontline workers, uh, health uh, people in the health industry who were frontline workers who ended up working schedules that they had no idea that they would work. So my point is life has happened. And then just forget about the pandemic. Just, just talk about regular emergencies, just unexpected things that happen. 
Um, so you, we, you need to have a plan in place um, that will help you deal with those things. It's not that they necess it won't necessarily solve all the problems, but it can make life a little bit easier. So I want to talk about some practical things that we as women can do to help ourselves to better handle an emergency if it arises. So um, first things first, um, one of the biggest things that I have found to be uh, helpful is having extra meals that have been prepared ahead of time and just sort of put away in the freezer. Um, like the old Checkers commercial says, you got to eat. I mean, eating is not optional, right? I mean, you got to eat. Yeah. So um, the question is not if you're going to eat, it's what you're going to eat and where you're going to eat. Um, and so having advanced meal preparation can really come in handy when an emergency arrives. Now, you know that we, our family, has actually been in emergency mode ourselves these past several days. We recently had a new central air conditioning system put into the house, as you know, uh, but unfortunately it was um, installed, not installed properly, and it started to leak, and because it was up in the attic, um, the water leaked through the attic floor and broke down some of our ceiling. Um, as you know that, uh, as you know also, um, the restoration company that came out to handle things looked at everything and found that the ceiling um, sheetrock had asbestos in it. Um, so we ended up having to move out the house temporarily to a, uh, a nearby Airbnb. Now, I'd like to tell my listening audience that I had everything under control, um, that I had all these wonderfully made uh, frozen meals prepared and ready to take over to the Airbnb. But if I was honest, and my daughter's here, so I have to be honest, I did not. Um, I actually hadn't even shopped that week when all of things, when everything went down. I was tired. I was exhausted. Uh, and ended up going to the grocery store that night, the night, the same night that we had to move into the Airbnb and picking up some bread and some ham and cheese and just making sandwiches. Now, I just think that, um, things would have gone a lot smoother had I been prepared. So, um, a word to the wise is sufficient, folks. Ladies, take a little time to cook some extra meals and freeze, or just to cook extra when you cook your meals and freeze a portion of that meal um, when you're cooking for your family. It can really make a difference uh, when you're stressed and in a pinch. Another thing that is a good thing to have in your emergency toolbox, and my daughter Adriana will speak to this a little bit more because she has uh, some uh, a very specific experience that goes along with it. But another thing that I have is an extra pair of comfortable shoes in your car. Can you speak to that, Adriana? Oh, yes. I think it's very important to have an extra pair of shoes in your car, especially since a lot of times mm -hmm. we have to go to events where we're walking around in high heels that aren't really made to be walked in for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. And I actually have one particularly funny story <laughs> about involving this situation. Mm -hmm. So there was one time when me, my parents, and a friend from the homeschool group um, went to see a play at the Fox mm -hmm. Theater, mm -hmm. and we parked by a grate, mm -hmm. like a grate, the sewer grate, yeah. um, in the city of Atlanta. And I was getting out of the car. I was stretching my foot out to step onto the sidewalk, and my shoe yeah. fell off of my foot. Just like that. Yeah. And there was nothing to do 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to do. My dad tried to get it, but it had already fallen into the sewer, and there was nothing that could be done. We had tickets to go into the show. Yeah, I mean, we'd already paid and everything. But fortunately, I had some extra shoes in the car, and we were able to still go. Yeah, and so something as simple as having an extra pair of shoes in the car really saved the evening. Because, I mean, I don't know what else we could have done at that point except for maybe to go home. I don't think he would have wanted to go into the play uh, with one shoe. No. <laughs> so something as simple as that really can save um, save you a, a lot of heartache, ladies. So keep an extra pair of comfortable shoes in the car. And just, um, just because uh, another thing that has happened to me is heels break. Uh, and I've had a heel break on me before. So having another pair of shoes in the car can just come in handy for a situation like that as well. Um, another really good thing to have in your emergency toolbox, um, and this isn't really a thing as much as it is um, uh, more of a, um, a, a, a something broader, uh, is a good support system. So this isn't really a thing. This is more of a, a resource of people. Uh, human resource. Um, you know, you need people that you can call in a pinch. You need people that you can call for advice. You need people that you can call and um, talk to to brainstorm with when you're having to make a decision in a crisis. And depending on the situation, you may need a shoulder to cry on. Now, I personally have several women in my circle of friends who I know I can text in a pinch. I can call them in a crisis. I pretty much can call them any time, day or night. I know they'll be there for me. I know that they pr- they will pray for me if I ask them to pray. I know that if I need some other thing, a meal, even money, um, I could ask them for it if I really needed it. So you need that kind of um, those kinds of people in your life. And it doesn't have to be um, a large group, but just a, a, a few dependable people that you know you can go to in a pinch. I'll tell you another thing. If you are a single mom with children, I was a single mom many years ago, you need to make sure that you have somebody that you can call in your circle of friends or family who can pick up a child from school if in an event you cannot get home, if you're sick, if you've had to, um, you've been hurt, you've been in a car accident, you need to go to the hospital. You need someone who can pick up your child, or if you have a pet at the house, someone who can come and pick up the pet um, in case you can't get to them. It's important to remember um, that the time to put these things in place ladies is before the crisis hits because you probably won't be able to do it in the middle of the crisis so make sure that that's in place too let's talk about something that's ever so common and ever so cheap but i have known too many people who have been caught without one and that's the cell phone charger um adriana can you speak to the cell phone charger yes so it's really important to have a cell phone charger with you at all times mm-hmm. um, because sometimes you might not be able to get home or back to your office mm-hmm. or wherever you keep your cell phone charger as soon as you think you would in an emergency and you really need to charge your phone. Mm-hmm. Like one time my grandmother had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and me and my family were all there waiting for a while mm-hmm. and nobody had a cell phone charger. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think after a while me and my brother-in-law were finally Finally, able to put together a cord and a <laughs> uh, 
yeah. charge plug thing yeah. and finally create one charger between like the five of us. Right. But it was a big fiasco, mm-hmm. and it's really important to have that. Oh yeah, and 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 we have to remember that cell phone chargers are cheap. And you can get them almost from any place. I mean, you can get a cell phone charger from... I mean, you can get them at Walmart. I think they even have them at some grocery stores like Kroger or drugstore, Dollar Tree, um, electronic stores. I think I even saw some at Macy's. Right. I mean, you can order them. Yeah. But and you you said something to me earlier when we were discussing about, you know, keeping one uh in your car. Yeah, you should keep an extra one. Definitely in your car. have one in your car, in your, in your purse, yeah. at your workplace. And I know that some people even keep a cell phone charger in their suitcase in case they forget one while traveling. Yeah, excellent. And that that's the kind of stuff that can really hang you up if you don't have one. Because uh, we've we've been to um, lots of hospitals for lots of uh, family members, and, um, and and on many occasions we've had not not just us. There've been others um, that we know who didn't have it, and it can be a problem because even if you have one, it one cell phone charger is not enough to go around to, to five or six cell phones if they um, start to lose power. So keep that extra cell phone charger on you. Um, another thing that's extremely important, and this is just important in general, but, um, but, but particularly in an emergency is having a rainy day fund, ladies. You need to have that, um, that, uh, a certain amount of money that's put away for emergencies. Several years ago, my husband, Andrew, and I took a Dave Ramsey financial course, and Dave Ramsey recommends having at least $1,000 in an emergency fund. Now, you might think that $1,000 is not that big of a deal, but let me tell you, it can make the difference between being slightly stressed versus being extremely stressed because you got money drama. It's one thing, you know, if, you know, if you've got a car issue, and you're having car drama, but you don't want to have money drama on top of car drama uh, or whatever the situation might be. Having easily accessible cash can make the difference in a lot of situations. I mean, it can be it can be that ticket money that you need to buy if you get the call that your mother in Seattle just had a heart attack and you need to get to the hospital really quickly. Um, it could be the uh, the fridge refrigerator money if your old fridge fails. I mean, you don't want to sit around four days with a broken fridge. So it really does make a difference. Let me just tell you that yesterday, we again had an emergency situation, um, and this seems to be our year, uh, but that's another story. But we have been staying in an Airbnb, and while we were sitting inside, just relaxing, chilling, watching TV, uh, a tree branch, it was windy, it was raining, and a tree branch fell from a pine tree, maybe about 75 feet up, and smashed the windshield of our van. Um, and so, I mean, just like that, it happened. And so we called our insurance company. They told us our deductible was $500. Um, however, after shopping around a little bit, um, we were able to um, um, find a cheaper, uh, we were able to actually fix it out of pocket for much cheaper, uh, ended up paying just about $200. But the bottom line is we had the money to pay it. And and so you you never know what's going to happen. Um, because emergencies are just that way. That's the, that's the nature of an emergency. It just kind of happens. So have that thousand dollars or have some money set aside for a rainy day because it's going to come. Um, let's speak to something else that, um, I think hangs up a lot of people, 
um, in an emergency. Having clothes, having clothes in your closet, having clothes in your wardrobe that are ready to go at a moment's notice. Adriana is my uh, fashion queen. She's our resident fashion person around here. Adriana, speak about that. So having a ready-to-go wardrobe is really important. So one thing I think is very important is to not have clothes in your wardrobe that you're not going to wear. Mm -hmm. That we, we all have things in our wardrobe that are ripped or stained or too small or too big or just something that we bought but then realized that we couldn't pull off mm -hmm. and then stuck in the back of the closet but it's really important to just get rid of all of those things mm -hmm. and buy things that you're actually going to wear mm -hmm. because it, digging through stuff and trying to find the few things in your wardrobe that you actually do fit and like right. is very time consuming and sometimes you don't have that time to waste. Exactly. If you need to jet, if you need to get on that plane, you need to be able to just pack a bag and go. For us, when we, you know, we moved out of the house, it, well, it wasn't the middle of the night, but it was late. Um, and we just, um, we, we packed our bags and we left, but not having to wade through things that were just no, really no good anyway, um, saved us a lot of time and, and mental stress. I mean, you're already dealing with stuff. You don't need to be figuring out, you know, oh, it, this is, I forgot that this was the shirt with the stain on it. Um, so get rid of it, right? Yeah. That's that's important. Um, how about something that like this? A flashlight in the car. Um, a flashlight in your purse or a flashlight in your car. Let me tell you, ladies, I, you know, I have been in my car uh, coming home late from somewhere and dropped a key or dropped something uh, that I needed. Um, and it's in the car. It's dark. And I don't know about you, but the lights in the car the ones that are inside the car, even though I turned them on, they were not sufficient um, for to light those dark little areas in the car. And there you are by yourself, you know, in the middle of the parking lot late, you know, um, trying to find the key. You need a flashlight. So having a, having a small flashlight um, that you keep in your car, in your glove compartment, um, that you put in your purse can really make the difference between being aggravated and helping you get out of a um, a little situation if you're trying to find something. So keep a flashlight. You can get them anywhere. Uh, like Adriana said uh, about the cell phone charger, you can get a flashlight for under five bucks at Walmart or Target or or the dollar uh, store. But and keeping batteries in it too, because flashlights need batteries. Uh, so make sure when you get the flashlight that you get batteries and check the batteries so that you know they are to make sure that they're good. Otherwise, it won't do you any good. But keeping a flashlight is a big one. Um, another thing that um, that we have found to be um, a situation, and I've I've only come into I've only had a problem with this once or twice, but I was talking to my daughter about it the other day. Is keeping a physical list of phone numbers. We we all depend on these phones so much. We have a wealth of information on these phones. But folks, let me tell you, phones die, phones get stolen, phones get lost, they get crushed, they fall into toilets. I know, been there, done that. So. Adriana, can you speak to that about having, keeping a physical list of phone numbers? Oh, yes. It's very important to have a physical list of phone numbers because, I mean, some as my mom said, your phone, especially in a car accident or any other yep. kind of physical mm -hmm. accident, uh -huh. your phone could get broken or lost yeah. or 
it might yeah wet or you might not Uh. be able to use it Mm -hmm. and it's important to have some phone numbers of some important people Mm -hmm. important contacts Mm -hmm. written down so that you can still get in touch with your support system even if you have to borrow somebody else's phone true true because the truth be told i only know i'm trying to think if i know even six phone numbers um without looking at my phone i know my mother's I know my, of course, my husband's. I know yours, Adriana. I believe I know Corinthia's. Um, I know Mrs. Paul's, my best friend. So that would be five, but that's about it. Um, and so um, there's a whole lot of people that I would not be able to call because I simply don't know their numbers. So, um, so writing down numbers on a little card that you kind of just tuck in your wallet, write down six, eight, ten numbers. Um, so that you can call somebody in a pinch. It seems like such a simple thing, but I, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us don't have that, and it can end up being trouble if you're in a situation. Um, wh- the next thing would be um, something like a Swiss Army knife having a multi-blade utility tool. I've used those on a few occasions. We've actually um, been... Um, in situations where we needed to, um, and I can't remember if it was camping, um, we had forgotten some supplies, but our Swiss Army knife um, really helped to save the day because um, those things have multiple blades. I mean, you can open up a bottle of wine, you can open up a can of beans, um, you can, you know, um, use a blade to do all manner of things. Um, so um, it's it, that that's a simple tool. It's a relatively cheap tool, but it's an important tool. And it could be helpful for a lot of situations. Um, let's talk about water and snacks and blankets. Um, can we talk about um, the situation that happened back in 2014, the snow apocalypse, I think is what it's called, Adriana? Oh, yes. So the snow apocalypse of 2014 was a very epic disaster in that happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. where a few snowflakes fell and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people ended up getting stuck on the highways in Atlanta and couldn't get home yeah. because there was ice on the roads right. and everybody was on there, so yeah. it took... Some people up to 18 hours in order to go a few miles to get back to their yeah, houses. Yeah. And people were stuck on highways and couldn't get home for 18, 20, 22 hours. Uh, and, and you could only imagine what that would be like with no food, no water. No blanks. It was, it was January 2014, so it was cold. Yes, it was very cold. And some people, including a few people that my family actually knows, mm-hmm. were out there in the cold and they were not properly dressed for cold weather. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And that's where having blankets mm-hmm. and in Water. the car mm-hmm. is really important because it can help you have some more warmth. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, when you've been, when you've been away, uh, if you're stuck for 18 hours, you can easily get dehydrated. Yeah. Um. And you, you know, you think I'm in a big city. Nothing like that's gonna happen. Well, it happened. Yes. It, it can happen. I mean, we, we, we know it can happen. We've seen it happen. So just keeping a bag with, um, uh, with, with some bottled water, um, with some crackers or, uh, and maybe some peanut butter, um, uh, and and a, and a blanket or two in a bag somewhere tucked away. You know, check it every now and again just to make sure everything's okay. That can make the difference between you being in a um, you just being in a very bad situation, um, or or at least having something to help you until help arrives. So, 
Um, that's that's another practical thing to have. Another thing would be a first aid kit. Um, that is always something to keep on you. I have had um, several instances where I have cut myself or and I've said to Adriana, you know, you know, do, where's the first aid kit? We keep one in our car, and you know, go ahead and you know use the the um, the thing to to clean it. Band aids, all of that is in there. It can be super super helpful. What about um a spare uh car key or house key? Um, Adriana, can you speak to that? It's particularly um when you talk about having animals at home. Oh yes, having a spare house key is very important because sometimes you might get into a situation where you get hurt or you have to go to the hospital or some other emergency comes up and you can't get home, mm -hmm. but you need to have somebody, a friend or family member, get into your house so that they can help you take care of your pets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And somebody needs to be able to be able to access that. Yeah. So um, where are some places, um, well first of all you can get one made easily at any hardware store. Yes, and there's also um, these key uh -huh. machines that you can get them made at Walmart too. Yeah, yeah. And I believe they have them at other stores. I Home think Depot. I saw one at Home Depot. I and, saw one. Yeah, somewhere else mm -hmm. too. So they're easy to make, it's cheap to make, and you just put the key somewhere um, you know, safe so that, you know, you don't want just anybody being able to access it. But you do want to have one on the premises in case, like she said, you can't get home. Yeah. And you can't get to that pet. Um, so having a spare key, house key and car key um, can serve you well. Um, another little thing um, that I have found to be helpful is a travel sewing kit. Now, um, I've actually not used the sewing kit as much as I've used the safety pins, um, which I guess I have used the sewing kit because the safety pins are in the sewing kit. I haven't actually had to do use a needle and thread necessarily while I was on the road. But safety pins can save the day, honey. Let me tell you, I have used many a safety pin for myself, for friends, for my, my daughters, even for my husband. Uh, you got that hem that's hanging down and you're already out and about, safety pin. You know what I mean? Um, you've got that bra strap that's showing, and it won't stay put. Safety pin. It's wonderful. Uh, so make sure you keep a little sewing kit with some safety pins in there. Um, it, it can help you finish your look. Uh, and then there's roadside assistance. Roadside assistance is, is crucial um, uh, for women, uh, especially a woman alone. Um, in a big city, Re really a woman alone anywhere. A uh, lots of insurance offer this option as a part of their insurance policies, but you can also pay for an independent roadside service plan with like the uh, American Automobile Association, AAA, uh, or AARP roadside assistant that um, Allstate, I believe they have a plan with Allstate. Um, so roadside assistance is super important and um, for your safety, uh, you never know when your tire's going to blow out. We've had blown tires before, and we've had to call uh, roadside assistance, and sometimes you have to wait a little bit, but it does relieve your mind to know that they're on their way and that they're coming to help you, especially if you get caught in the middle of the night and you need help. Uh, so these are just a few of the things 
um, that I thought about, that we thought about, that can help us um, as women to kind of um, mitigate our losses when these emergencies come because we know that they're going to come. Um, so I appreciate my daughter Adriana uh, being with me today. Our time is just about up, but thank you so much for taking time out your schedule uh, to talk to the audience. I think that the things we shared today are going to be helpful to people. Um, if you haven't already done so, I want to encourage my listening audience to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanpodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show page icon. Also, uh, when you go to the show page for this episode, look for some um, some helpful links. I'll put some links to some of the resources we talked about today. Um, make sure to scroll down the page and look for those. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page and please become a friend. Share your comments and ask your questions because we really, really do want to hear from you. Well, God bless, and we will see you next time on The Working Book.